Hello and welcome to our very first episode of Building Success, a real estate podcast. My name is Nicholas Frank and I'll be your host as we talk to some of the best and brightest in the world of real estate tech, operations, and financials from across the globe. We're hoping this podcast is a way for listeners to get quick hits about the industry, hear from experts in their fields, and allow you to stay up to date with all the latest trends that might affect you, regardless of whether you manage, invest, or own your own real estate. If there's a topic you'd like to hear in future episodes, please be sure to send us a comment on iTunes. We'd love to have you subscribe as we start to really get this thing off the ground. Uh, I won't make these intros in every episode, but uh, now that I've laid some of the basic groundwork, I'd like to officially kick this podcast off. So thank you for listening, and without further ado, here is our first guest, Brian Zrimsik. So Brian Zrimsik, thank you for joining me today. Brian Zrimsik is the industry principal at MRI Software, but you've held multiple roles in the real estate sector, no? Yes, I've been at MRI for a little over three years, and prior to that, I was a VP of IT at a large owner-operator on the West Coast that uh, really spanned everything from development through residential and commercial office, industrial, and retail. So I've been in the real estate sector for over 13 years. So this industry principal role that you now have at MRI Software, I'm assuming that means that you're up to date with a lot of the trends in the industry and really responsible for how MRI Software reacts to some of the changes within the industry uh, to drive the company forward. What are some of these trends that you've kind of noticed? I know you put out an article um, on the MRI Software website about trends for 2018 or maybe even predictions as to what you're seeing coming from the industry moving forward. Sure. Yeah, I, I put a piece out uh, at the turn of the year, listed out eight things that I think are uh, trends that are going to continue, some predictions for 2018. And some of them, you know, are fairly self-evident. So the first few really talk about the evolution of the software and the technology space within real estate, specifically there's continued acquisition, uh, consolidation of technology companies. It's evident in our behavior at MRI Software. It's evident in RealPage's behavior. Um, there's a lot of capital coming into the space, um, and um, that will continue. There, the, and the second piece, these kind of go together. The second piece says, meanwhile, there's innovation happening. Innovation's happening, what I would call, on the edges. So new ideas pop up, companies are formed, and they can, they can get great success. Some of them will get acquired as a number one, but others will remain standalone. And I think that really gets to the value they add. Um, is it an extension of something that exists today or is it a new set of features that we don't yet have where the gravity of integration isn't as strong, where the, um, the ability to innovate uh, in a specific space can be sustained over the long term? Uh, and that's where I get to the third thing is this, and I, I wrote this years ago when I was a Gartner analyst, this thing called the cycle of assimilation. And it's this never ending uh, kind of gravitational pull of features that start with innovation that get pulled into the core, uh, the core product set, the systems of record that are at the heart of a business. And it, it's, it never ends. There's always a new idea and there's always that gravity to pull those new ideas in. Um, startups do a great job at getting capital, getting ideas, and innovating. 
But if you want to reach an established customer base, if you want to take advantage of world-class systems and processes for talent management, for sales, for support, you can't scale that. It's the innovator's dilemma or crossing the chasm. Um, it's hard to do that. So as an established provider, and we've done our fair share of acquisitions in the recent past, we have that platform of processes that we can leverage and then take advantage of those ideas and those innovations and bring them to our broader client base. So that's, that's really interesting. You're talking about all of these new commercial real estate startups. They're coming in with new ideas. They're then being acquired by these larger companies that are able to help scale that business and reach that larger customer base. Um, what are these new companies doing, these new startups that are making them so appealing to some of the larger companies to want to be acquired? Well, I think there's a couple dynamics. One is there's simply some consolidation happening in the industry, whether it's what we've done around public housing or what one of our competitors has done around utility management. When there's a number of providers doing the same thing, um, it becomes a bit more commoditized. And over time, those commoditized services can get rolled up into one. So I think that's one thing that's happening. But there's also a number of emerging technologies that are happening. And I don't know, know, know that I've seen a lot of this um, from an acquisition perspective yet, but we continue to hear more about smart building technology, the Internet of Things, uh, the deployment of, of sensors that really take things across the, from the physical to the digital. So there's that divide. But now the devices, the chillers, the boilers, the, the elevators, the, the security systems can all be smarter and based on certain activities or certain sensed inputs, they can trigger activity. So if, the, if the, the population of the building empties quickly, you can adjust your heating or cooling profile. You don't have to wait until 6 o'clock when it was programmed to just turn itself down. Um, you can react to excessive use of water in an apartment unit that might indicate a leak. You can react immediately as opposed to waiting for that resident to get home from work that day and call you and say, I have a flood. Yeah, yeah. Right? The systems, the, those sensors are able to note those things, and we're getting to the place where we can now take action off of the things that have been sensed. So with so many of these different options and innovations, are real estate companies keeping up with all of this that's happening kind of behind the scenes from these software companies? They're trying to, but it's hard. Um, because not everything can exist in one place, be on one platform. Uh, it requires a certain amount of openness and leverageability of technologies that allow for interoperability between different software products, between software products and hardware platforms. And that idea of being open and connected um, is, we believe very strongly, the future of enterprise software, not just in real estate, but of enterprise software, period. Um, and when you think about all the variability in building systems that exist, um, to have those building systems be able to speak back to your core property management and operation system, you're never gonna have a one size fits all. You're never gonna have a one thing for everybody. So to solve that, you need to be open and connected. You need to have APIs uh, that are available. You need to be able to um, easily interact with other technologies. And it, it has to be part of your strategy. So how is that strategy working at MRI Software? We've been the kind of the pioneer, I think, in, in recent history around this idea of being open and connected. We have over 100 partners in our partner program. We have over 350 APIs that we've developed in the last few years. 
and it allows our clients to pick and choose the technologies that they want to use to do the best for their business. So I, I use an analogy when I talk about this, and I, I compare a decathlete to a specialist. So if you look at the Olympic, uh, you know, past, you know, winners of the, the men's decathlon, and you compare how they perform against the winners of the individual events, they don't, the decathlete doesn't stack up in any individual event. The decathlete is, in the analogy, is kind of trying to buy all the software from one place. The individual events, the specialists, if you can assemble specialists, they'll win in every individual event. So why wouldn't you want to have the right specialist for accounts payable, for accounting, for budgeting, for property management, for utility management? Why would you think you can have the best of everything from one place? The decathlete can't sustain excellence across 10 events. They can be good, better than the average Joe, but I don't think you want to have one part of your business suffer at the expense of the other parts of your business who maybe have a better solution. So giving clients the ability to configure that, um, it's great. And I think if you look back at how culturally we've changed, I can give you a great example in the world of, of food. Um, I'm a bit of a foodie. And if you go to, if you compare Taco Bell to Chipotle, Taco Bell tells you what's in the burrito. You tell Chipotle is what's in the burrito. And, and that shift, that, and you see these kind of your way, uh, fast casual restaurants appearing more and more. Uh, Indian versions, pizza versions, hamburger versions. It's all about providing the customer the specific experience that they're after. If they want guacamole in their burrito or they don't, it's their choice, not you, the provider. So same thing for us in software. If you want to use our screening module, Great. If you want to use one of our partner screening modules, great. Who are we to decide what you as a business should do? Right. We need to be in the business of enabling our clients to be successful. And we believe we do that by letting them have choice and freedom to choose the solutions they want to assemble to run their business. So that sounds like a fantastic model coming from MRI Software. And seems like it's a great time. MRI Software is growing with the industry, with some of these innovations and these new companies coming into the MRI Software fold. Are the real estate companies adopting to these these new models? Are they seeing the same growth and opportunities to take advantage of all of these new tools and really all of the new steps forward that have been made in the industry? So I think that's a mix. As a general rule of thumb, the real estate industry tends to be a little bit on the a little bit of a laggard when it comes to adoption of technology. But I think a few things are changing that. One, of course, is the workforce itself. As the demographic of the workforce continues to shift to be younger, uh, the digital natives take over and they expect the use of technology. Uh, I think that's why something like a VTS or a high tower could be successful today. And maybe that same idea would not have been successful a decade ago. Uh, I think the other thing that inhibits real estate is that we do deal with a lot of in-place assets. We do construct new ones. And if you're building a new asset, it's much easier to build in new technology, to build in LED lighting, to build in sensors, to build in you know, uh, even fiber networks. Um, it's really hard to retrofit. So you know, is somebody gonna be willing to pay the extra amount of money that you would have to recoup to retrofit a building, right? Is that going to show up in the rent? And that's a harder question to answer. Um, so we're, we're doing new development, redevelopment. We have the chance to build those things in when 
choosing between one type of wire or another, one light fixture or another, adding a sensor here or there, it's not a material change. But when you're talking about retrofitting a building that's been around for 50 years, right, it's a substantial change. So, so we've, we've talked about a lot of different things here. Are there, are there any other parting words, any other pieces from, from what you're seeing in the, in the market that's really going to play to our listeners here in this upcoming year? So I think there's two pieces that are kind of macroeconomic, and one of them is a bit easier to put your finger on than the other. But I think that uh, and having, had, having two kids, three kids, two are one just graduated college and one is about to and knowing what their peer group has kind of gotten themselves into with student debt and doing, looking at the research on student debt, you know, I think these kids are going to spend the majority of their 20s paying off their student loans and not thinking about investing in buying the American dream if it's still buying a house. Um, so that's going to drive them to rent, for, which is great for the apartment industry. The other thing that's great for the apartment industry is that the baby boomers are aging and they're going to start to downsize and they're going to get out and they're going to, you know, apartments are a viable alternative for them as well. So I think there's going to be continued strong demand there. The, the one, the big dark cloud somewhere on the horizon that we don't really know about, but we expect because history tells us we're overdue for the cyclical downturn is just that, is when, when does that hit? How significant is it? How long does it last? So the, the number one indicator, forward indicator for real estate and therefore real estate technology is job growth. So we got to keep looking at job growth. The numbers have still been strong in the U.S., um, and I think that continues. But when that starts to slow, I think then the early warning signs show. We're already seeing, you know, in some markets, um, higher supply, a little softness, um, maybe a little price pressure. That could be seasonal. You know, I think as we get into the summer months, uh, the traditional busy leasing season, we'll get a better feel for where the demand really is. But um, that's the only thing that kind of, it's hard to judge. And if the, you know, if the snowball happens, if the downturn comes and that puts pressure on um, leasing and, and revenue at real estate companies, that's going to put pressure on revenue at real estate technology companies. And that's going to slow down innovation. It's going to slow down acquisitions. It's going to slow down uh, these things are all going to continue to happen, but the pace at which they happen is just going to change. And, and possibly even continue to make pivots in the business. Absolutely. how that business is going to change. Absolutely. So, Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. I know now is a very busy time at MRI Software. Really appreciate you carving out some time. My pleasure, Nick. Thank you. If you have any questions for us here, feel free to reach out and let us know, and we will see you next time.